Welcome to this week's episode of the Anatomy of an Ad podcast. I'm Amy Houston, Senior Reporter here at The Drum. Today I'm speaking with Matt Lever, who is Chief Creative Officer at B&B, and Dean Robinson, who is Head of CG at Electric Theatre Collective. Together, they worked on a colourful ad campaign for Free Now that used Victorian animation techniques and modernised them using CGI. Thank you both so much for joining me. Um, today, we're going to be speaking about the wonderful Free Now ad that you both worked on um, that was added the day recently in the drum. We absolutely loved it. Um, maybe just for the listeners at home, if you could both introduce yourself to start with. So, Dean, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm Dean. I'm uh, creative director and joint head of 3D Electric Theatre Collective. And Matt? Hi, I'm Matt Lever. I'm Chief Creative Officer at BNB. Thank you both so much for joining us. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun chat. So for anybody that's not seen the ad, obviously it is a bit of a colourful visual feast. Um, But could you try and describe it maybe for our listeners at home? Dean, I'll maybe go to you for that one. <laughs> oh well, that's yeah, that's tricky. Well, I suppose yeah, it's a it is a visual feast. You're right. There's a lot going on, um, and it's I suppose the story starts of a of a girl on the sofa caught up in a um, in a loop because it's all a zoetrope. The whole thing's a big zoetrope, which is part of the story really. That she's caught up in a loop and she breaks free of this loop and adventures through the city, like runs into sort of a business area where she jumps over a taxi, climbs through an office area, then into a park, jumps on a scooter, zooms through past all these like giant people on bikes. Um, and then she goes up and then into the graffiti area, which is kind of our urban area. So people are graffitiing, a little skateboard popping around. She goes, transitions up from, she's on a bike at that point, or they obviously all, parts of the um the ways of getting around the city and then travels up into the next area when she's at the cafe and she meets a friend and then breaks that person free and then heads up onto the um onto the gig area jumps over this gig so she's like a giant person looking down on this gig that's happening beneath her jumps over that and then we go into this fairground area where they run together up to the top of the up to the top of the zoetrobe and, you know, onto this Ferris wheel and lifted up into the sky where they can see the city beneath them. And I suppose it's just an adventure through that city and sort of, yeah, her breaking free and enjoying everything that the city has to offer. I think that's... The- yeah, definitely. There, there's a lot going on, but you described it perfectly. Um, yeah. Matt, obviously your agency, B&B, came up with this sort of creative... Um, story for this how was that process how did you come up with the narrative well we kind of we yeah we were working on the on the uh, the sort of rebrand project for about sort of six months and one of our creative teams um had this idea for a for a kind of character um breaking free of the confines of a sort of repetitive life in a kind of abstract and surreal city and um, they kind of brought in a bit of reference, which we all really liked, which was a, a music video that Pharrell had done called Cash In, Cash Out. And they brought that in to kind of exemplify what they were thinking about this kind of woman who escapes a, a kind of um, repetitive thing and and is enabled by Free Now's kind of infrastructure of vehicles to go on this crazy adventure across the city, kind of like Dean just described. And we thought, oh, this is quite a cool bit of visual reference. 
wonder who did it. We didn't know who'd done it. So we got on the old Googles and found that it was ETC, who obviously we know, we've worked with them before. So we we kind of thought that's a remarkable uh, piece of luck because all of those kind of expertise and kind of craft um, bits of know-how that we would need to bring it to life kind of were, were right there in London. Uh, so then we kind of got, got hold of the guys and just had a chat about how we could kind of, you know, take that kind of animated style and kind of try and make it our own in a commercial sense. Yeah. Um, that's where the kind of, that's kind of where the film, uh, the collaboration started and yeah, where it all came from. Yeah, it sounds like such a fun process. And was it quite easy to sell the idea to the client? Were they kind of on board right away with it? I think, yeah, they were they were pretty on board from, from pretty early on, actually, if I remember rightly. It was yeah. one of those things where we kind of, I think having a bit of reference is always really useful, but also people don't use these apps and free now to just as a sort of rudimentary transport device. They're using it to kind of go out and do all the things that they want to do in the city. So kind of that energy that, um, you know, people in the target market, youngish people living in cities have, um, finding a way to kind of do that that isn't just people in live action moving around a city, because that's kind of not that sexy or exciting yeah so finding a world in which the ad could live and which the brand could sort of be embodied through was was really kind of the goal and i think having that style of cg animation and a quirky interesting narrative device of someone breaking free of this weird trapped kind of environment made it hopefully quite an easy sell to the client um and obviously all those things like research happened and stuff and it did really well with all that so yeah, then we were kind of uh, off to the races. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've kind of touched on the animation aspect of it. It's, you know, there's so many layers. It's quite a rich ad in that sense. Dean, obviously you guys worked your magic um, on it in that sense. What yeah, was that yeah. kind of creative process like? Could you maybe talk us through that? Yeah, it was good. I think it was, you know, I suppose for, for these guys, it was quite a big thing because it's uh, the animation process is a bit different to sort of what, how you'd normally shoot an ad. And um, and so it has its own process, but we sort of, you still follow what you'd normally do for an ad. You know, we obviously started off at the storyboard stage. We would already pitched ideas on it and discussed the sort of things that we could change from their script versus what we wanted to do. Um, and then, and then, you know, went into the storyboard stage and started working the idea out, um, and what those worlds would look like. I think there's, it's such a complicated structure because, you know, you have these different like layers and each layer was going to be a part of the city. So we sort of knew what those parts were that we wanted to travel through and like where the adventure wanted to go, but we had to work out what sort of way they traveled through that area and what was in those worlds. And I think like, although we did the storyboard, which allowed us to tell the story of her breaking free and traveling up through it, but then it really, it, it was quite a long process of us trying to work out and pin down what those parts are and what each thing's made of, what loop, what loops are happening in each world. I think her story was actually probably in like the, sort of where she went through was kind of quite well set out by the guys already. We sort of knew where they were going. I think that the more complicated thing was going, well, what are these interesting things in this world and how big mm -hmm. and crazy are they? How real is everything? What texturally does it look like? You know, there's so many little things to work out. And obviously we were under quite a lot of time constraint as well. So we were all trying yeah. to figure this out quite quickly, like what goes where and so we went through that process after the storyboarding into the previous world where you kind of build everything in a really basic form, 
build little animation loops because everything kind of is made up of little gifts almost like right. everything's like a two second cycle so we had to build all these cycles and what was interesting and visual and um so that that was this sort of really interesting process i think going through that working out what the look of the world was and uh, what these sort of interesting moments were that she was going to travel past but i think visually we you know we sort of concept everything and you can sort of visually quite quickly understand what it is but I still think it's quite a it's quite a leap of faith for everyone, isn't it? I know, sort of, with the client when you you try because you can't like normally you do the storyboards and then you go off and you'll film something mm-hmm. and then it has to be really um, physical that they can be looking at. Whereas yeah. when you've been in this process, you go and I think it is a sort of it's quite hard for agencies thing to sort of share with a client who's probably you know doesn't have that deeper knowledge of the process to show them this sort of very basic grey thing with probably badly animated characters. <laughs> try and get them to buy into it and go well this is oh you know don't worry about that this is going to look good we promise it will look good in the end yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah no no it's gonna yeah exactly yeah. It's gonna look good. i think one one thing that helped us was i suppose early on we could sort of look with the um people um we'd sort of cast all the people and scanned them all for real like went to this for for uh, i think they're called 4d the um scanning studios and went there and they do loads of stuff like game of thrones and did uh yeah oh, okay uh elton john the movie and they scan sets and they scan people so we we cast real people cast real wardrobe so we sort of knew who the cast were so that kind of was good because that gave the client something physical to focus on like you could make a miniature person of their hero um hero actors right. actresses basically in, in the park. we did we had little 3d models of all of our key cast members that were printed yeah. so you, you oh know, did you hold them up in the meeting like this is what she looks like. This is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Which is brilliant. great, yeah, because one of the guys at work, Elliot, he's got a little printer and he was sculpting all up and he, he once we got the scans in, you build a 3D person and then he just dropped it in the printer and printed it out. And it was kind of amazing, wasn't it? It looks really cool. But I think also it just shows you, because the whole idea was that we wanted to make something, it was obviously an animation, and sort of beyond reality, but you wanted it to feel physically real. And so sort of that textural feel was quite important to try yeah. and make sure that it felt like it could have been printed or modelled or built for real. Yeah, and I think that definitely shines through. And obviously another major part of this campaign was the use of the kind of Zoe trope. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Zoe trope technique, which is obviously from like the Victorian era, but you guys have then modernised it with CGI. You know, why was that so important to include to include that in the campaign? I think I don't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the zoetrope per se that that we were kind of. Whilst it features a zoetrope, it was the the benefit of the zoetrope was it enabled us to dramatize somebody exploring a city in a really interesting way because yeah. the zoetrope is based around solely around repetitive movement. To then be able to break that environment and get somebody to break out of it is a really good way of dramatizing. The benefit of the product to put it in kind of slightly dull terms but yeah it was more the kind of the idea of taking taking something old and everyone kind of knows what a zoetrope is it's like when i saw an old video of a zoetrope from like 100 years ago it was like okay i'm sure i've seen these but i didn't really know what it was per se but it did quite a good job of providing a really good world for the environment because again you know how many tech companies have you seen who've done ads that are just set in a modern, non-specific city with young Gen Z and millennial people going about their business for whatever product it is. And it was like, 
gave us a backdrop that felt distinct and interesting and wasn't kind of cliched and dull. You know, there's a lot of crap stuff on telly and you want something that's going to cut through. And I think it was a really kind of captivating device to, to give us that. Yeah, they're quite visually striking, isn't it? As even mm. as a still, it sort of like catches your eye, which is really nice. Yeah, and there were that and the club sort of collision of that, and also the kind of CG aesthetic that the guys, you know, created for us, means that it's sort of this weird combination of old and new, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. And and also because it is in that abstract world, you can kind of get away with, you know, a giant little girl throwing a frisbee to a small adult or an odd fish thing jumping through a park that's like the size of a car or whatever. It yeah. just lets have a bit of playful kind of artistic license, I think. Yeah, because when you look at, uh, there's been quite a lot of cool zero-traves made by like Pixar done, have done one. There's loads of Studio Ghibli ones. And obviously people are kind of sort of slightly addicted to them. I think in the 3D printing world, people do, you can make something in, in the computer and then print it up for real and put it on a, on a vinyl and, you know, spin that around and create a little animation. So there's quite a lot of those out there. But, yeah, they're all kind of weird, aren't they, and slightly wacky, and that's what's quite fun about them. Because, yeah, you're not stuck in a sort of, which I think you guys really sort of wanted to go away from, which is that miniaturised world, wasn't it? Just a sort of a perfect little train set of a miniature, you know, um, which obviously looks beautiful, but probably is not as, not as graphically interesting. Yeah, you see a lot of ads, I think, that do the real world animated and actually what a really dull story is just rendered in animation and it kind of get it kind of gets you around the fact that if you film this for a bit boring and we wanted to really stay away from just doing the real world in animation because that felt kind of not very challenging or particularly exciting so yeah that's a that's a good point i think yeah, I totally get that. And obviously, you know, Free Now is a travel app and I feel like the Zoetrope almost gives it that kind of faster pace. So you kind of get that coming through. Um, what do you guys think like stop motion brings to an ad? Is there is there like a creative, you know, what, 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 how does that kind of level it up, do you think? I mean, for me, it's like charm. I don't know. I always think like it just warms your heart like when you see it because it's so... I don't know, it feels like, I don't know, there's just something really interesting about it, isn't it? It just draws your eye in and just, I sort of, I, like whenever I watch it, I'm always kind of intrigued by it and amazed by it. And I don't know, I think it's visually really interesting, um, you know. But I me, think it's, sort of, yeah, I think people can see, obviously ours is slightly different because it isn't like claymation stop motion or anything like that, but you can see the craft in it. You can see that the effort that's gone into making that, you know, it was a, really involved process of a lot of late nights and a lot of weekend work and a lot of individual scenes and so many things for Dean and our creative teams and creative directors to think about that I think you can see it in the final film. It feels rich. And I think it, I think I always think with stop motion, kind of things that it feels like you can feel the effort and you can feel the hard work that's gone into it. And I think that kind of reflects well on a brand or, you know, that's why we like watching like Wallace and Gromit or whatever, because it feels like God, I how do they make this? Yeah, there's no cheating, is there? It's just hard graphs. There's no, you can't yeah, hide exactly. behind anything. Yeah, you can't hide behind it. It's just that kind of level of creative excellence that almost sets these things apart. Um, you touched on the scanning of actors' bodies. How how does that process work? Maybe that's one for Dean. I'm not sure who's best answer. You might can give it a go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, but it was quite bizarre, really. Um, because 
essentially what we did was we did like Dean touched on earlier on. We we did essentially a normal live action casting process. Mm-hmm. So the same as when you shoot a live action commercial, you'll get X number of actors and you'll pick the person who's either the best actor or looks right for the role. So we had this weird thing where we got these people um, and found the right cast and the sort of palette of different cast members and different, you know, characters and stuff. But then they they only come in for a day and they get scanned in a giant yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. They sort of sit in this weird, they sit in this strange room and because obviously they still do like hair and makeup and they get made up to look look exactly how they want them to. Because once you scan them, they're kind of like, it's almost like they're sort of set in stone. It's like you scan it and that's they take like, I can't remember how many photos it is, but it's like a sort of dome of cameras and they take like, you know, 500, 1,000 pictures or something like that, all from different angles. And then they use photogrammetry and that three-dimensionalizes the person, like quite incredible detail that it that it gives you, basically. So you have a 3D person, but you can't change or anything. Like, you know, we had earrings on, so like, we did a version with earrings, without earrings, with a chain, without a chain, slightly different top. Because, you know, does she have her sleeves up here? Because once you've done it, you're like, you're stuck into it. You can change it, but it's a lot of work. And I think one of the things we wanted to do was, um, in because we were in, under a lot of time constraint, we were like, right, like we sort of, the, the hero or the hero um, actors and actresses, they were so important to the spot. We didn't want to have any back and forth and like show the client, oh, they look a bit strange and, you know, I don't know, that's not real or something, you know, because we wanted to be a sort of real person that you could connect with. So we sort of thought that's the best way of doing it, get them exactly how you want and then just keep them like that. Um, And that's pretty much what we did. You know, you sort of scan them, they create a completely hyper real, you know, it's basically a a 3D version of yourself stored forever. So probably one everyone will have one of themselves if they can have online. But yeah, so you, you have that person and then, we obviously had it in really high detail, so it's photo real. So you could basically make it look like a digi double, like you would in a, you know, in a movie. It's that level of quality. But we obviously then took that down and softened it and made it feel like it was more of a miniature, you know, a sort of six to ten inch model or let, oh, even smaller probably, you know, um, that sort of uh, yeah, it's been three D printed out. So obviously you've got that high detail, but then you break it down and make it more well, more sort of soft, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the level of detail in this is incredible. Just hearing you saying, you know, hundreds of images for for one of the models. How long does a process, you know, how long is the process of creating a campaign like this? Well, I don't know. Well, we three months, I think, probably yeah. from when we first started chatting, yeah, to then to finished. But we probably could have done it a little bit more. I would yeah, have thought, you know, but... Five or six. Yeah, exactly. I think we did pretty well in the time that we had because you sort of realise actually that storyboard process eats up quite a lot of time and, you know, and, and sort of changing your ideas, suddenly you haven't got that much time to go, oh, that idea doesn't work and now I have to rebuild a whole new idea um, from scratch. Um, but I think we got in a pretty good rhythm with it and got into a good place and, um, yeah, yeah. So it worked pretty well. Yeah, that's again the sort of why we scan people because that, that's a good large chunk of it out, out of the picture, mm. I think. Yeah, I think we could have done with a little, a few more weeks at the beginning would have helped, wouldn't it? But yeah, it would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two or three weeks could have solved a lot of things. But anyway, it's always like that. It's just, it's, there's never enough time, is there? It doesn't matter what commercial thing, you know. You got there in the end and yeah. that's the main thing. Um, 
obviously the world you've kind of created for free now has such a rich tapestry like we said is there any plans to kind of build on that world you know is there anything you can divulge about what's coming up or yeah I mean I think there's definitely conversations going on in the background about you know what where we go next with it and we haven't really we haven't really netted out on what we're going to do but I think it does feel like quite a rich kind of ownable environment so yeah I wouldn't be surprised if there is a next iteration of some kind yeah but nothing's that's been exciting. nothing's been determined or written yet <laughs> yeah well, no that's really exciting it's only just sort of got going hasn't it really yeah so. we've only just we've only just recovered we need a few weeks <laughs> off there's quite we a big need, campaign yeah. isn't it you've got like it's like a multi-country you know I think it's nine yeah nine territories and everything from you know the, the launch film through to the smallest digital placement um it's just been a really massive you know interesting undertaking for the kind of for the agency but yeah now we've kind of got all that and we've launched it next we'll be you know working out where we go with it but um yeah that's good that's really good um what has the reaction been like to the campaign so far matt maybe that's one for you yeah very very positive i mean it's still kind of it's still going out in various different markets as we speak so it's you know it's just a gradual kind of um, rolling out around around Europe in all the different territories. But it seems to be going down very, very well. Anecdotally, we don't have any results yet, but in terms of the reflection it's got, it's been really, really good. Lots and lots of positive comments and stuff. Um, so that's really good. Yeah, I don't know about your end, Dean. I'm assuming the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, creatively, everyone obviously loves it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just in our time. I always feel like you're in a tiny little ad world. And you're like checking, like you know, you guys and the drum, and then everyone else, and you're like, oh, what, oh, what's everyone think? But <laughs> I think internally we're all really happy with it. We thought, you know, yeah, thought we'd sort of created something really beautiful. So, um, you know, that's you sort of you kind of want to impress your peers, I suppose, a little bit as well. You know, just to sort of to make something really nice and beautiful that stands out is is kind of why you do what you do. Yeah, and just from like an outsider perspective, it did seem like a fun campaign to work on and hearing you guys speak about it um, it sounds great but I think that's probably a really great place to leave it um, so thank you very much both um, loved hearing about all the different creative processes and you know rolling out the campaign um, so thank you so much right, awesome. nice that was so fun bye guys <laughs> <laughs>